What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. On today's episode, we've got the co-founder and chief researcher of Heart and Social, Christina Snow. Along with her co-founder, Brianna, Christina has built the new creative group into one of the Pacific Northwest's most promising and up-and-coming agencies. With a small team, but huge potential, their creativity is beyond amazing, and I can't wait to hear more about the journey from meeting in 2018 to recently founding a business in the middle of a global pandemic. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Groundbreaking. I'm so, so glad you decided to join us again. Um, I don't know why there's a part of me that feels like every single episode is going to be like the last episode that somebody listens to. Um, It may just be my own sort of like, uh, I don't know, self-consciousness being afraid um, that just one day this sort of dream of a podcast is going to end. I think it's very, very clear and very evident that this is something I absolutely love doing. I love just talking to people and hearing the, all these different stories. And if you've made it this far into the show, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, and before we jump in today's, uh, with today's guest, who I'm really, really excited um, to not only catch up with, but um, talk to, uh, I want to sort of, I want to talk about something that has sort of been coming across a couple times. Um, so you've heard a few episodes and such, and a few people have asked me like, oh, like, how do you, how do you research and prepare for an episode? Because I mean, every single week we're sort of diving into a totally new industry or a totally new story. Um, and I think what's so crazy about it is it's like, it's really hard to keep up because I don't know, especially with any sort of media related industry, like a week later, like there can be a totally different precedent or trend or style with anything. And so my answer to like the question is I really don't research a lot. And now you may think, okay, it's just being lazy, which is part of it. Um, (laughs) But I mean, truthfully, I like to learn from other people. I think if I go into every single interview with an idea of what they're going to say, I'm worried like I will almost ask for that answer from them. And so sort of in a way, and of course I give like a little bit of like background information. I figure out what people um, are doing and sort of where they're at. And what you don't know is we always have like a little conversation before we officially begin um, to really just make sure and catch up and make sure we're both on the same foot moving forward. Um, and with today's guest, I'm especially excited because if you've been listening to the show, we have hit on so many different areas of the country. I think we had, let's see, okay, let's see if I can name them all. I doubt I can, but um, creators from Boston and New York and I think Atlanta um, and a few in Texas um, and in Southern California. And then I guess I'm here in Northern California. So I guess we've sort of hit so many points in a lot of points of my life of places that I've lived and places that I've fallen in love with. But today we are moving forward by going back, if that makes sense. Um, I guess what a lot of people don't know about me is because I say like I'm from now the San Francisco Bay Area is I actually grew up outside of Seattle and I love the Pacific Northwest. I think if I ever have like the chance or some sort of gap in my schedule, I love to go back and visit there. I've kept in contact with some really close friends up there. I have tons of family up there. Um, and it's just like the most serene and highly underrated places in the world. Um, just so beautiful. And the people are just the nicest people you will ever meet up there. We're going to be heading back up to the Pacific Northwest on today's episode, going back to my roots, but we're not talking about my roots here. We're going to be talking with Christina Snow. She is the co-founder and chief researcher of Heart and Social. And what's so amazing about this story, and we're going to dive in and I'm going to contain myself because I'm already getting super excited, um, was that they started during the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's a time when I think a lot of us felt very defeated and um, overwhelmed with sort of other pieces. And so what's so interesting and so fascinating is Christina and her co-founder Brianna um, came together and created this beautiful brand that looks like it has been around for eternity because it has such a beautiful composure to it. And um, I, I always get so excited to hype everyone up. But Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's such a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited. Good, good. I, I don't know how much you've been able to 
get out there and talk about the brand because I know you just started a, I don't know, however many months ago. Um, but I mean, as I said, you're, the branding of it all is beautiful. Thank you. That's, um, so my business partner, Brianna, she is the creative genius in this duo and she has an eye for branding and colors and it, it's, it's just so great. And it's kind of been like a, how do you say, like a love child of hers is like getting our branding just right and, you know, conveying the message that we want to convey. It's, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And if you're listening on a device where you can continue listening to the podcast as you, um, as you can like scroll or something, I mean, if you're driving or if you're on a treadmill or something, like you can just listen to the podcast, you can do this later. But if you are just like kind of chilling on the couch right now, um, you have to go to their website. It's heartandsocialmedia.com, right? Okay, yep, perfect. That's correct. Yep, that's correct. Okay, that's what I thought. So you have to go and just so you can know what we're talking about. Um, it's beautiful. And um, it sounds like Brianna has done some amazing work. But Christina, you're sitting here with us today. So we're going to dive into all the cool things that you do with Heart and Social. But first, um, because you are just one half of this brand, I want to know where did um, where did you two meet? Yeah, so we actually, we at our both of our previous jobs, she hired me. Um, but she hired me because in, so in 2018, I graduated from Washington State University. Yeah, and in go Cougs. Yeah, go Cougs. <laughs> um, in 2015, she graduated and um, we both graduated from the Edward R. Murrow College of Communication. And so she had this job at our previous job and um, they were hiring for a social media, um, just basically developer. And so I applied for it on a job board through the, through the college and, you know, just kind of got an interview through that because she had reached out to them and I saw it. And so we worked together at another creative tech agency for about a year and a half. So that's how we met. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, I love that story so much. Cause I think Truthfully, in the back of my mind, I was like, I bet they met in college and were like that duo that just happened to sit next to each other in a class or something like that. I love that backstory, though, because it is so interesting and you have very similar backgrounds, but you, it sounds like you do have very different backgrounds, um, yeah. which is beautiful because then the way that you collaborate at least comes across as so seamless. Um, you have a very clear like direction of your roles within Heart and Social. Um, mm -hmm. So as like that sort of, I mean, how did that like idea come to mind? Of course, like the pandemic like brought so many thoughts to our minds, but what was that like spark of let's create something totally new? Um, we were kind of getting in a place of like doing the same thing at our old, at our old job and we wanted to grow and kind of expand you know, we got a taste of a bunch of different industries and a lot of great hands-on experience. And so we kind of wanted to be able to narrow our focus on, you know, more the branding and the strategy side for certain industries rather than a broad range. And so towards the end of 2019, you know, we decided to just go out on our own. And so we were planning and, you know, got all of the legal stuff, our name and you know, all of our website domain bot and all, all the frame, the, you know, the base work for it. And then, um, put in our notice and the pandemic hit. <laughs> <laughs> would you, I'm really curious, would you say you had really great timing or poor timing then? Um, a lot of people have asked me that and we both view it as kind of great timing because we've been able to really focus on ourselves and get the look and the branding for our website and our social that we wanted and also get the procedures and everything lined up for when we do take on people we can be like oh yeah this is you know this is our process this is what you're going to get you know these are the and all the templates for our pricing and and everything ready for when especially in our industry it's going to boom once mm -hmm. people start getting more business and they get back up on their feet because, you know, as we've seen now, being online is so important. You know, you need to be able to communicate with people online about your business way more than just like expecting them to come in and learn more. No, you are, you are so right about that. And I, I would imagine that's a concept that you've sort of known all along. And it feels like refreshing now that like people are finally like tapping into that. Um, 
I'm really curious because as you're explaining this, I see like a smile across your face and it seems so, it seems like this is just your passion coming to life. But as you were leaving and you put in your notice, like, was there any sort of like, were you more like worried? Was there any sort of like insecurity of like, did I, was this the right thing? Was this the right time? Or were you just like, I mean, confident in the idea as you are now? Um, Because I think that's one of the toughest points is, deciding to break away from your traditional nine to five paycheck and then starting something new. Yeah, we, I was definitely a bit worried. I mean, cause it's such an unknown and you know, I never thought that at 23 years old, I'd be quitting my job and starting my own company and trying to, you know, do it on my own. And also there was a little bit of like, there were, there were business practices at our old place that like we, necessarily think we're the most efficient Mm -hmm. and so it planted a little bit of a seed of doubt of like oh are we just like young and naive and we don't really know how the business world works Mm. um so there was a little bit of that going into it but as we've done things on our own and gotten our procedures in place it's kind of renewed confidence like oh no like this is also a very effective strategy like we you know we don't have to do it the same way that everyone else is doing we can kind of re-strategize and do what works best for us yeah. No, absolutely. I can I can imagine it was just so freeing in a in a way just to be like okay, full like fledged like running and I'm wondering that first like I don't know, maybe maybe this day didn't even exist for you, but that first sort of day like where you wake up and you sit down and now your quote unquote 9 to 5 is your own thing. Um like what what thoughts were going through your mind because I mean I don't know, are you working from like home like at that point or like what is what does that look like? Yeah, we so um starting off we were we're working out of my home office. It was a it's a pretty big home office, so both of us fit in there easily. And um yeah, the first Monday that we were on our own, I remember sitting there and I was like, wow, like this is really ours. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like this this I don't know, there was almost like a like a pressure or a nervousness the last two weeks because it's like building up to like, okay, I'm leaving old and going into new. But that first day, it was really exciting. And it and it, it felt, it has always felt like the right choice. There was never a point where I felt like, oh, I don't know if we made the right choice here. But it was just little things where we'd have like a win. Like I would figure out how to like properly set up our QuickBooks or, you know, I would get our LLC certificate in the mail. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. those little wins where it's like, yes, like we did it. Like I did it right. Like I have the paper, like we're really official or it's just like the little daily wins kept building up over the past couple of months. Yeah. I can, I can imagine like the self esteem like boost because what we probably see is like such like official settings with like the legal registration and that in of itself is like the biggest headache to take on. So shout out to you. Um, I can, I can imagine that like that, like feeling of like, Oh, like, I don't want to say it's easy cause I know it's not, but maybe in like the grand scheme of things, it was like simpler than like you may have expected. And I think that's, that's huge. And I mean, what an opportunity to like have that sort of, engaged relationship amongst the two of you and then to have that sort of space just to be creative and like bounce ideas off of each other um and i i know um brianna was like a huge side of just the branding and the creativity of it all um i want to hear a little bit more about your position because chief researcher by the way is such a cool name um and quite (laughs) quite the thing to have on linkedin so shout out to you um what what does what does that like entirely look like because i'll be completely honest like I've like, I've worked in an agency and such before, but I'm like chief like researcher. I'm like, what, like, like what? Like, I don't know. I'm super intrigued about what your uh, job specifically looks like. Yeah. So I like throughout college and throughout, you know, the last couple of years, what I really enjoy is like the research and, and the strategy behind it. So if I get someone that says, you know, they have X amount of money and they, you know, want to reach these kinds of people, I really enjoy like going into Facebook and or Instagram or what, you know, wherever we're trying to advertise and like, okay, like, let me, how, how can I adjust this so we can reach the most amount of people or even um, something that we're developing is I want to offer analysis packages. So that's something that we've recently implemented 
where basically I can go in and look at you, look at your competitors, like do some stats, do some comparisons, and then present to you this nice, you know, PDF with all this document, all this info that is so beneficial to you on like, oh, this is the kind of content you need to post. These are, you know, these people are interacting with your competitors the most. You know, they're saying these kinds of things about you, about them, and just kind of the nitty gritty data that helps drive creative processes or business decisions is what I love the most. I I love that. And I'm so, I'm so glad that there's people like you who are passionate about that. Because that's like not, that's not an easy process. Like it's not always just like the simplest of Google searches. Um, you got to like, you got to deep dive and you have to think about, and I mean, what's really difficult is thinking about other people, especially outside of like your own like consumer, like demographic. Um, I know like the sort of things that like I've worked with where it's like we're marketing towards people my age is just inherently so much simpler for me. Right. Um, I'm wondering, have you had any sort of opportunity to like work like outside of your like core demographic and I mean like what are like the things you can learn of course like what makes you so special is like all the insights you have but like whatever whatever like things or such you can spill is greatly appreciated yeah I I mean a, a lot of there's a, a local nonprofit around here that I've worked with before on promoting their events and getting more donations and a big demographic for them is the kind of like Gen X Mm -hmm. you know, more like middle upper class um, adults who have disposable income and really just kind of finding them. Um, you know, Facebook, for example, is a big platform for that demographic um, and just kind of posting engaging content. Like they, they had a big Halloween uh, like fundraising event where you could mm -hmm. like go and it was um, like there was different breweries and such from around the area where you could get samples from. Um, and really like highlighting who was going to be there and kind of the fun, um, like bang for your buck type things. Like, okay, like I pay for the ticket. Like what, what do I get out of this? Um, is a big thing, at least in this area for that particular demographic. I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. I know I love hearing about Christina and Brianna's story. We've got lots more groundbreaking to do. So give us 30 seconds. We'll be back. Being a college student or recent grad right now is full of unknowns. I don't think many of us intended to be living with our parents, but I know I've been meeting way less people than I would have in person. That's why I'm so glad that for my female friends, the Holdat team, who we had on the podcast just a couple weeks ago now, launched Back Pocket, a membership community full of workshops, book clubs, podcast clubs, and one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Applications are now open to join them, and I seriously hope you do, because this is such an incredible resource, especially right now. Just head to holdat.com and click membership to get started. Hey, welcome back to Groundbreaking. So glad that you're still with us. We're talking with Christina Snow, a co-founder of Heart and Social. Her story is incredible. It gets better from here, and she's got some great advice for you that you cannot miss. Thanks so much again for being here. We're going to just jump back in with some more Groundbreaking. Let's do it do you like take upon like the like people that like you sort of know or like when you're like researching and like there's a new sort of demographic or like what like what even is that like google search or and maybe this is like too much about the specifics of your job where you're like nah this is like what people are looking for i can't just tell you which is totally fine too um but i'm like wondering like i don't know if i like hypothetically if i had to like create a campaign for the baby boomer generation like I wouldn't like really like know where where to start like what like what like pieces do you like think about yeah I kind of base it off as a starting point like people in my life that I know that are in that demographic um and then just kind of there's a there's um like online like databases that you can pay for to like look at the viewing habits or the behaviors of those people mm -hmm. online um so kind of looking at that um and then just like the platforms themselves have a lot of great info if you know like you just go into facebook's database and um you can kind of type in who you're looking for and it'll give you a good rough estimate of oh yeah there's about this many people in your area that are interested in this interesting 
I know, I know, and I know what you mean. Like, there's there are those like there's a couple just like platforms and stuff who that's like their big push is just this marketing data and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like in my mind, I always like question like the reliability of those sort of like points. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because you graduated just over two years ago now, um, what like sort of changes or things have you like witnessed in um, the just general market? And if it's like easier just to connect to like one demographic, that's a-okay too. Um, But I'm really curious because I think we both know like how quickly the media landscape changes and how like, I mean, I don't know, I can think about two years ago, like, okay, TikTok wasn't a thing like two years ago, (laughs) but like here we are now where it's like, I, and I always say like, quote unquote, like research purposes is why I'm on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure like, right. Like you're on, you're on TikTok for research purposes too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, But I want to like dive in with you because you've been watching and analyzing and now you've worked multiple jobs in the media industry. Mm Like what, like, what have you like witnessed? Like, or what's the biggest like substantial change? Yeah. So I, I mean, video has always been like King, but now it is especially King, but mm-hmm. with, you know, TikTok and YouTube and, and all that in um, February, February or March, I can't remember, but, uh, February, no, beginning of March of this year, I went to a social media managers conference in San Diego and, um, they were really driving home that video is so important. And that's when I started using TikTok because they use TikTok as an example. Um, mm-hmm. There's like, an ortho- there's an orthodontist that is famous and he uses it just to like grow brand awareness. But, um, Wait, no way. What is this? What, like what? That's the coolest so, orthodontist. Yeah, so his, I, I actually follow him. He's like at, at the bentist. His name is Ben, so he's like at the Bentist. Wait, that's like more creative than I could ever be. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I follow him, and, and he does like fun, like little videos. Like a lot of them are like him and his wife dancing, or like him in his office, like building like crazy retainers and whatnot. And but they were they were talking about him at this conference, and they're like, this is such an easy way to just kind of build, you know brand awareness, especially if, you know, your main demographic is teenagers, you know, you're getting them braces. Like, this is just kind of a fun way to, like, get your name out there and kind of be fun with it. Yeah. And I guess it, I guess it blows my mind that, like, that's still not, like, common. Like, how is, like, and it's, like, he's probably just, like, showing a little bit of personality. Like, like, what? That's, like, that gives you an edge. Like, isn't, why isn't that just like the standard? That amazes me. Like what, to you, like, what is the value of, of that? Because I've talked to a few people on this podcast before about like how like strangely creating a brand, you become the face of a brand, whether you want to or not. Um, And I mean, I hit on this point almost every single episode, but like communication is always just person to person, which sounds like a simple thought, but like when reaching out to a larger brand or talking to someone like you're not talking to the brand, you're talking to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, like what's, what's the value in showing that sort of personality like he did? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we always say that like people do business with people and um, you know, that's why our goal is to like highlight the people in those businesses. But it's, it's so important because when you, when you have a face and you have a name and you, you know, say you have a problem, you know exactly, oh, I can call Christina and, you know, she will help me. Or, you know, it's it's so much better to have that personal aspect um, to really feel like you can trust. Because if you have a name or a person or, or something, then you know, oh, I can trust them because there's a sense of familiarity. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, and it does give you that sort of like, I don't know, like standing out edge. So like if I was looking for an agency to create or research for me and I was like, oh, I can reach out to like X agency or like, oh wait, or I can reach out to Christina at Heart and Social. Like mm-hmm. that's that's so powerful. Like just giving giving like a name out. Um, I don't know. And yeah. was that, like, is that a part of your like found foundation just to like, to have that sort of like personal connection or do you think that people want to work with a brand or work with like an individual person more? Um, no, it's definitely our, our goal. Like, I mean, our slogan tagline, whatever you would like to call it is like literally highlighting the hearts and souls behind every brand. 
Mm. And because we understand the importance of developing that relationship. Um, so we want ourselves to be very like, visual and have our faces out there, but then also help, you know, really humanize our clients that we work with, you know, highlighting important days like anniversaries or birthdays or, you know, having someone take over your Instagram and maybe, you know, do a day in the life and do a yeah. little photo of your desk or something or really even just, you know, doing an Instagram live where you're talking to your people and saying like, hey, like, happy Friday, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just hanging out here at the office. Whatever. <laughs> just, just something like very casual and very like easy to do that just kind of adds the human element to it. And if people consistently see that, they're like, Oh yeah. Like I get a sense for the people that work here. Like I like that. I want to work with them. You know, I want to hire them to be my dentist or you know, <laughs> I want to hire her to sell my house because you know, she seems to have a lot of fun with it and really connect with the buyers. Or, yeah. Know, whatever it might be. I, I love that you hit on that point so much because you are, you're taking such a modern approach to creating um, like uh, your agency. And I don't know, can I call it an agency or do you like to? Yeah. Yeah. You can call it an agency. Okay. I never know because like there is like this sort of like weird, like people, some people feel weird about like the agency world, but like, I don't really see what's like wrong with it. It's worked for a long time. Um, But I love that you hit on that point just about the human, just like connection because like in my own experience, like, the content that performs the best is always the ones with like just the broken down barriers, like the just straight up, like, again, even if it's as simple as like, happy Friday, I'm chilling at the desk. It's like, yeah. there's like something so I think refreshing about that. And maybe it has to do with like just people seeing like a reflection of themselves in something. And I think that's what small business who I know you've worked with um, in the Pacific Northwest area, mm-hmm. um, why that's like so, so, so powerful for small businesses specifically, because like you, you, everybody like wants to, you want to support your neighbor, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it may not always be easiest. And I think with the, just the pandemic and the sort of economic shift that we don't have to dive into <laughs> don't worry because <laughs> i know that that could be a whole nother show in of itself um yeah. but i i think it's so interesting this like a movement and upbringing of small business and i love the work that you do so specifically because you are like helping those small businesses who have like the biggest hearts and like the biggest dreams and like your value and like your sort of knowledge and connection is so so important to them um so it's awesome and i love the way that you lead them and i'm curious to know because i've never been a part of like any sort of discussion especially when like you are first connecting with the client um and i had a really interesting conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago about how your own work reflects the work of the client and it's kind of like a weird thing because you want to meet their demands while also like fulfilling your own goals and there's always a strange balance there um, so I want to hear from you, I guess, I guess amongst all of that, my question for you is like, when you are brainstorming or like creating or thinking of ideas, and I know a lot of your work is on the research end, um, but there's, there's gotta be, there's a part of me that definitely says, okay, you've got some hands-on experience with them some, sometime. Um, yeah. like what, what does that conversation look like? How do you, like, if, I don't know. Maybe that, let's do a situation. I, I think you're catching on to the sort of the question I'm trying to ask here and trying to put into words. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like if there's a client who like what they maybe want isn't necessarily the best choice to reach a goal they want. What does that conversation look like? Yeah. So it usually looks like, like Brianna and I will have a meeting preferably in person, but over the last few months, <laughs> over Zoom, yeah. uh, just kind of talking to them about their goals, the kind of people they want to reach, you know, maybe a certain sales quota or donation goal or whatever it might be, and um, kind of get an idea. First, we ask them who they think is the people they want or like the their, their ideas and their strategies or, or um, maybe if we're doing a, a, like a rebrand for them, kind of get 
some inspiration. We may have them create a Pinterest board and pin some things. They're like, oh, I like these colors. I like this design, whatever it is. And then um, once after this initial meeting, Brianna and I talk and we brainstorm and we both kind of do our thing. You know, she puts together some mood boards and some Pinterest boards and I put together some demographic info based on, you know, maybe their direct competitors and the kind, you know, the demographics of the people that are most interacting with them. And then we'll present to them saying, okay, this, you know, you said you wanted, you know, A, but really a B is more, but is better because, you know, they're going to have this engagement. And, you know, these colors are going to communicate the, you know, the mood and the personality of your brand better than, you know, maybe these other ones, you know, it might look similar to this. And then just kind of continue that communication process of finding a common ground of their understanding and our ability to fulfill those goals for them. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you answered the question it like so much better than the way I asked it. So shout out to you. You could tell you've worked with plenty of people because you know how to like conceptualize the just rambling that I'm doing. So shout out again. We, we always say that if we could have one superpower, we wish it would be mind reading because then we could easily just like pull the, the info of what clients or anybody is trying to say and be like oh no don't worry about it like I got you I know what you're trying to say right right because they they come to you with like a vision when they close their eyes but like mm -hmm. how do you like articulate that vision um which I know is like your job essentially um yeah. that's that's I mean that's amazing do you find that like most of the time and I don't know if this is too gossipy for you but um <laughs> most of the time do you feel like they sort of understand that even if it's maybe not what they think is best for them, they have to trust what you think is best for them? Um, yeah, most most people that we work with um, really get, uh, actually almost 100% of them get that like, we are the experts and a lot of them are like, yeah, I have no idea. I have no way I need to start. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is a general sense of what I want, but I completely trust you. Like you are the professionals in this so thankfully we haven't had really anybody like fight us too much on um you know there's been some back and forth where they're like well you know maybe not quite this but do that and it's like okay yeah like we can we can make it work for both but um definitely some of the a problem that we do kind of run into when talking to prospective clients is older demographics tend to still not quite get the importance of having a professional manage their social media. I mean, it's a little bit better now that we've, you know, we're several months into being quarantined and everything has to be online. Like there, it's better understood. Um, but sometimes there's still the little act of, you know, sometimes we have to check in with them and they're like, yeah, like what, like what's even going on? Are you doing anything? And we're like, yeah, actually, you know, we got you these leads. Like, you know, yeah. many people have been interacting with your accounts and, you know, they've asking for questions about your business. Huh. So it's just like kind of getting over those hurdles of communicating with people that still don't quite understand. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like you can't really like, I guess we can't blame them either. Like, well, I mean, right. yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about like how quickly like things change. I mean, I don't know, 10 years ago, like what even was media? Like, I don't know. The world today is probably so unrecognizable to the people we were 10 years ago. Um, so I, I guess it, I guess it makes sense. And I get, and that's a huge, huge part of your job is just convincing people that then mm -hmm. this is, this is like something important. And like Instagram is much more complicated, especially from a brand side of things than people may, may think. Right. And I mean, and that's kind of like, that's a big part of my job. And the thing that I like is because a lot of them do take convincing. And so I have to go out there and like pull the right statistics and the right info and, and show them like, no, actually, you know, people that are doing this in your industry are getting a great return and they're attracting the people that they want and you know, showing them as business owners, they like the hard numbers. And it's like, oh, well, here's some concrete evidence that it can be helpful if it's done right. Yeah. Do you, do you find that that sort of like comparison amongst industry and like that competition, is that like a healthy, a healthy motivator? Is like that usually the thing that convinces people like that your advice is worth the while? 
Um, yeah, a little, a little bit. I mean, certain industries are definitely more competitive than others. Um, but when, like the bit, like the, like the the dentists or the plumbers or the the ones that there's kind of more of them and the the competition is a little heavier, mm-hmm. it is more important to them because they can kind of see that oh my three competitors that I know kind of personally are doing really great and they're reaching these people and you know they seem to be doing better business than me and you give me the statistic that oh the people that I'm trying to reach are on Facebook or they're on Instagram then it's definitely more of like an important factor for those kinds of businesses I see huh you know I never really like thought of like the competition within like the plumbing industry like yeah. What? I'm like, maybe, maybe in my mind, I'm always like, the plumbers just exist. <laughs> and I mean, like already, like, I don't know how people can't trust you. Cause already I'm like, I'm like ready to sign over everything I've ever done to you. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so much more than I ever will. Um, which is amazing. And I guess I think I want to tap in here probably to like, maybe like a little bit more of a selfish note because I'm about to graduate school and you graduate school like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe you're sick of these questions. And if you're like, nah, scratch that, I don't want to talk about school. Um, I mean, I know everybody that went to like Wazoo loved, loved it. Yeah. So um, you're like, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> um, my older sister went there. So like, I, I know, and I have like, I have a love for um, Wazoo too. Um, but I, I don't know. Wazoo distracted me. I'm like, where was my question now? Um I think the, the, I don't know, the difference or was there something like that you, I mean, of course the pandemic was unexpected, but like, was there something that was like unexpected about your path or what you learned um, like that you would mention to yourself graduating college two years ago? Um, I mean, it was a big difference, like going from school to like my first job and being in the real world is kind of the, the resources I mean, in, in college, we had, my, my college paid for a couple of different, like, data, mm-hmm. um, data website, or, like, data databases about, de- like, demographic databases that we would use in my senior advertising classes, because we um, had projects, and we had real-world clients with a real-world, I mean, obviously, we didn't have real money, but, like, we had a budget for a real-world client, mm-hmm. we'd have to go in and create a campaign, and it was so easily and readily available that when I got into the real world and my job didn't pay for those kind of things Mm -hmm. and we had to kind of okay well you know I'm not doing as much advertising but I'm still trying to you know create Facebook content or Instagram content for people like I had to kind of get creative on ways to find info or do research on what kind of content I should post Um, so it's definitely kind of you get spoiled at least in my college, we got spoiled with the resources we had, and you may not go to a place that's big enough to pay for those. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which, which was, I a, guess, which is a whole like new challenge that you were probably like, oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely agree. We get like put into this beautifully wonderful bubble of hypothetical budgets and dream campaigns and such like that. And I guess the point of that is all just to exercise your imagination and like brainstorm like potential with really no capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is great and so important. Um, but I, I love your just transparency about that transition too, because I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's like so great. And you work through all those things. And I mean, even just with your like starting your own like thing, it's like, it's, it's not easy. And like you, you second guess like certain pieces and there's a lot of like pressure, um, on yourself. Um, I, I want to know too, because I think we've talked about demographics and I'm like in the back of my mind now, like I'm thinking about demographics and such and mm-hmm. the listeners of this show specifically um, to give you like kind of like a, a background. It's like probably like the end of high school towards shortly out of college, like demographic. Okay. Um, so like for like the younger like listeners and such like right now, like I want to hear from you because you can offer them a really unique standpoint of being out of college for a little bit of time. Um, and it sounds like you really made the most of your experience, which is like what I always advocate for. Mm -hmm. Um, but like if, if you were entering like 
wazoo like freshman year again would you like was is there anything that you would do differently or like think about um i mean you are on the most like amazing path and you are like a superstar <laughs> and super successful woman but like I don't, like i'm curious to know like just especially for younger people listening um i mean i would definitely the the it's very much about like the people you know um especially like after you graduate and trying to get jobs but even just trying to get into programs or get into things like networking with people making connections and um doing that i mean that's literally how i got my first job i didn't directly know her but it was through being uh you know a signing up for the job board and being connected and being in with involved in my college led me to that but also just like people you know it was like connections or trying to find a job and talking to someone and they're like oh yes I know someone here like let me get like let me help you like get your foot in the door and talk to someone or, or even as we've started this business a lot of our first clients are people we know or a friend of a friend and they're like oh yes I know Sally and she needs she needs branding really bad or like she's looking for someone to manage and it's been kind of like a snowball of oh yeah like someone that I know really randomly through a friend who also is like a co-worker of my cousin's mom it, like she she's <laughs> yeah like it's like such a weird like my friend's mom is their best friend and it's like this weird connection that her and I have crossed paths a couple of times in like weird ways and that's how I got to go to the conference because she's like oh yeah like I go every year but I can't go this year like do you want my ticket like it's just just like really weird you cross people's paths in weird ways and so I think maybe starting to make connections sooner or just kind of part like fostering those relationships earlier would be better or it like is a great thing mm-hmm. to like build I, connections yeah <laughs> and you you answer that so specifically because people always say network and build connections but like that like answer just proved the actual like effectiveness of it. Oh my gosh. But like the, (laughs) like, I think I'm like laughing to myself right now because it's so like, it is just like that. It's like, oh, this, these like, it takes like eight different connections to like somehow get all the way around to like the actual final result. Yeah. It's so, so, it's it's so strange. And I'm like laughing because I have similar experiences like that. Um, so I love I love that example that you gave, but, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's always just like the people that you're connected with in the most roundabout ways that end up coming and like helping you in some way. Exactly, and I mean, if you think about like how how much each of us have grown since like freshman year, those people have grown like the same way, and so keeping up those relationships. I mean, not that like relationships are just about benefiting from other people, but like the the resources are so almost almost so unpredictable um it's amazing right yeah I mean and I I was a part of a like an advertising group my senior year of college and we all have like a like a group message and sometimes when someone like there's an opening at their company or they're like they're looking for someone we reach out and you know that's been able to like get a couple of them jobs doing different things or and so it doesn't necessarily have to you know, be solely for your benefit, but also to be able to say to people, hey, like my job, like at my company, come work with us. We're looking for yeah. someone who would be perfect. Aw, that's like, so sweet. <laughs> like spreading the love. Like I, like I love being able to do that and like help other yeah. people and just like continue the the chain of yeah. <laughs> helping. Cause it's, it's paying it forward. Like it's, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I love, I love that so much. And as we begin to wrap up here, um, I want to ask you the two questions that I always ask at the very end of the show. Uh, and I always laugh myself too, because it's never actually two questions. I always ask a bunch of follow-ups. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to know, firstly, if you close your eyes, and I don't know, you can if you want to or not, but okay. like, if you have to think about what Heart and Social is going to look like in one week, I don't know, five years, 10 years, 50 years, however long like you want to think about the timeline like what is like the dream like what can we manifest for you right now um the dream definitely is 
it's the, the dream is to be like big enough where we can have a team of like creatives and strategists but be able to have an environment where people can you know take like we, we've talked about this like her and I and but the environment where people can you know take the afternoon off if they you know want to go chaperone their kids field trip or you know they like the, we want an environment where there's flexibility where people can you know get their work done but then also be present at, in their home life because we understand that like your family and your friends are the most important but we so we want you know kind of like a mid-size where we're able to have a, a solid team and be flexible and you know be able to do like corporate wellness retreats and and you know really invest in our team in a way that you know we can't now with just the two of us but um, yeah. just kind of grow in that way where we we want a very um, how do I want to say this like like a family like a work family like we want we want everyone to be involved i don't know how to best say I, that i i know ex i think i know exactly what you mean and i mean gosh like if that isn't like what all of us just strive for to either create or be a part of i think that's beautiful and i think mm -hmm. something that's so special and unique to our generation specifically is that just sort of rather than focusing on the competition aspect of whatever industry you're in it's just like really about fostering that unique and just environment where people are comfortable enough to think outside of the box because that's really like how industries develop is not by doing what your neighbor's doing it's by thinking about the way to do something maybe a little bit more efficiently than your neighbor's doing um right and i mean and yeah. we want because we know that once you're able to kind of develop your own creative process or you're, you're able to fulfill it or whatever then you'll provide the best work and you know that's what we want for our current and future clients is the best and so you know if we create an environment where we can create it and deliver it that's what we want exactly and i think i don't know like i would imagine if i don't know if your employer treats you with the respect you're going to do the same to them or like the time that you're actually in the office that you're describing like then you'll yeah. actually be super productive and creative yeah. which is I don't know, in my opinion, at least, like probably more effective and beneficial than just keeping people from nine to five, five days a week. But I don't know, hear me out. <laughs> well, no, it, it definitely is. I mean, that was like another reason that we wanted to start our own thing is because creatively, we felt a little bit boxed in. And so we wanted to create our own environment where we weren't necessarily, you know, we, our voices were heard. I mean, obviously our Voices are only two, only two voices right now, but like, you know, we wanted, we wanted something different. So we wanted to create our own opportunity. I, I completely understand why. And gosh, yeah. I mean, I haven't met Brianna, but like, if you guys are anything similar, like you guys are just such a power, like power duo. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm almost like, I'm wonderfully like intimidated by like the just <laughs> like force that you guys are. Um, okay. Okay. I'm um, see, I'm getting up to, what did I tell you? It was going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> the last question. Okay. Um, so, and I'll give you like a little bit of context of always why I asked this question too. Okay. Um, so I don't know, maybe this is something you agree with, but I feel like in my time, like I've heard tons of like podcasts and like resources and such of people who are well on their way into whatever industry they're focusing on. Um, and if they're asked like their best piece of advice, like we get kind of points that are like, Oh, like be yourself, like stick true to yourself. Um, I don't know, like think about what you can give rather than what you can take or sort of things like that, which are great messages. And I think should be implemented through everything you do. But I'm like, what always happens to me is like, I end up, I end the podcast or I end the video and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, what, what now? Like, what am I actually supposed to like? Am I not like just being myself right now? Like, um, mm -hmm. and so what I, my goal with this podcast is really just to give people just such a pure and tangible motivation. And so the question I always like to end with for people is, okay, they've spent an hour listening to your story and your sort of insight, um, with the next hour that maybe they're willing to give right now, like what's like a tangible, like task or to-do list that they can sort of do and you can keep it specific to an industry maybe you want to 
chat to people who are interested in creating an agency-like format of a business mm -hmm. or just to keep it vague um, whatsoever. But like, I don't know, what's something they can do? I mean, people have been like, write like a list of everything that you love about similar companies and figure out how to implement that. Or it's like, just focus and spend an hour on your website or just think about like yourself and like, what are your values? Write that down. I mean, like, what's like a task that somebody can do? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when, when we started this, we had a couple of sessions where we did, we just, we wrote down like adjectives that described us and what we wanted our business to be. Mm -hmm. Just kind of started a very like, conceptual level of like, hey, this is our core beliefs. Like this is day one, what we want. And um, just kind of continued to like write lists and then um, do research on, like you said, like, so, like agencies that we like, mm -hmm. whether that be, okay, I like the look of this. I like the way that they describe this. Um, and just kind of do a little bit of research in that way. Um, but then also if you are trying to start your own business and, um, you know, maybe you're doing this for inspiration for your name or for your branding, like don't, don't, how do I say it? Like, don't think about it too hard. Cause that's kind of what we were doing at first. Like we were really trying to drive a name that we wanted and it wasn't working because we, we were looking up domains and they were all taken and it wasn't working. And it wasn't until we took kind of like a little mental break and we were talking about something completely different that we came up with our heart and social name. Like, mm. so just kind of make, like, make lists and then come back to them and then reevaluate. Oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm like in the field. I still like this. I love that. That's a, that's a wonderful answer. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and I mean, thank you so much too. I know that I know that you're busy and I know that you've got so much creating and dreaming to do. So thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this podcast. And thank you so much for just being so transparent with like your insight and your strategy and your thought process. I know that's not really easy because we're always looking for what our edge is. Mm -hmm. um, but it means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to everybody listening, just sharing your story and being open and so encouraging and inspiring. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, having me on. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm so glad. Well, best of luck with Heart and Social. I mean, I know you guys don't need it. Um, tell Brianna I say hi, and I wish her the best too. Um, and of course, I'm going to keep an eye on what you guys are up to. Um, and I'll be sure to plug all your socials at the end. Um, so don't worry, we'll get people following, we'll get people engaged and um, interested in what you guys are up to. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christina. You're the best. I loved hearing about Christina and Brianna's latest project, Heart and Social, and kind of the mental exercises that go with starting your own agency. That's new for sure. It's not easy work. <laughs> you can uh, you can check out what Heart and Social is up to by visiting them at heartandsocialmedia.com and following the agency on Instagram at heartandsocialmedia. If you just want beautiful curated feeds, that's where you have to go. I hope you'll join us next time for another great episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's F-R-N-D-L-Y on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jake Brew Music. That's all for today. See you next time for some more groundbreaking. Groundbreaking.